0: Ladies, so we're not going to do the thing where I do one word, you do the next word. I oh, thought I, we we we, could. we we talked about it, but was we did not what decide on that. Was? I yeah, I, I thought I, that. But th- did you think that rehearsal was just like here's we're going to practice something that we're not going to do a on the a show?
1: Warm up game. We're going to get it out of our system now, so we definitely don't do it during the show. All
0: right, so here we go. Here, wanna, we go. here we go. And so we're doing the thing we rehearsed. Delete it all. Okay. Here we go, ladies. And, and uh, now I forgot. Oh my god, I forgot. I I'm the one that forgot here. Okay, also it's hello nerds. That's how we're gonna start, all right? Okay. All right. Do you wanna take the first word? Yes. Okay. Ladies Ladies <laughs> No, Mike, you fucked it up again.
1: <laughs> Alright, so we both jump in with hello ladies. Hello. In three. Two. Hello Hello. Hello, nerds. And, gentlemen. and welcome to the um, superhero. Hour, hour.
0: If I could give notes and you know how much I hate to give notes, you know, you. like that. That's not my but job. I know my you job... won't be
1: able to fall asleep until you get them.
0: <laughs> very good. My job is to inspire and make like notes come from you into your own head. Um, but mm-hmm. if I could give actual notes here, um, my one concern about this episode is that uh, let's not have Taylor listen. Not that he would and think that, oh, he needs to be here. Why don't no, we just like we sort of teach that lesson? Why don't we write the ship and just make it, like, so we can do this without him. In fact, let's make a show that's better without him. Okay? Okay. All right. So, count of three. Here we go. Three, two, one. Taylor. Taylor. Taylor nerds. Oh, Christ. Um, the only
1: show where we watch and review every single TV show. Live action based on comic books and or comic book properties.
0: Mike, you have uh, long insisted that I would make the single best host out of everybody in the Pop Filter crew, even though you have OCD, Taylor has Shush. And, uh, oh, we're we
1: just revealing what we have now?
0: And uh, Greg has movie of the year. Correct. Uh, um, and you just and need to
1: rest on our laurels.
0: You were right, though, that I would be the, the best host. It's just that you are ruining my hosting, yes?
1: No, well, I mean, yeah, I would say you would be the best host. I didn't say who would be your best co-host. Probably right. Andy Rooney.
0: Andy Rooney. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Andy Richter, which makes a lot of sense because I'm a, I like I'm like, what if Conan thought a little more about being Conan? You know, like what if Conan was a better Conan? Yeah, um, that's,
1: Conan's biggest problem is he doesn't think too much.
0: He's never thinking about all the stuff he does in every second of his life. But uh, who? Uh, so maybe you're not the best co-host for me. You're the best, like uh, first guest. Yeah. Besides Andy Rooney, let's remove that. Let's strike that from the record. I mean, that's a fucking weird one. Who would be like the best sidekick for me? The person who was just going to like keep me going, keep me propped up? Like Mm. a kite? Would it be a kite? It
1: might be Kite Man.
0: Kite Man. Okay.
1: The Batman villain?
0: Do you... If you could, if you were king of the world, would you make a rule where uh, no Batman villain could be repeated? So... They're like, "Hey, new director, sure, take it over, but uh, you cannot repeat Catwoman or Penguin yes. or all of the ones." Yes. Are but you only ready in the for-
1: movies, right? They can't like. They well, Gotham used Firefly, so we can't like.
0: Right. No, no, that's it. No, did Gotham use Fire? Uh, Kite Man. They did not. Okay, so are you ready for the dark DCU take of Kite Man?
1: Kite Man and Clayface added again.
0: Clayface is one of those. Clayface ha- is Invisible Woman theory. Uh, where, if you just think about the powers for 10 seconds, they could take over the world. Right. Clayface. I mean, that's crazy. That's crazy.
1: That's crazy. And if he's Italian, that's clay to facie.
0: I can't. I, I guess that's just you. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That's just okay. me.
1: You can't do it, you Irish fuck.
0: Do you wish that you had uh, other blood coursing through you to make fun of other cultures besides Italian?
1: Nah, it's the one that's acceptable for everybody.
0: I have clay face blood running through me, so I can say whatever I want about that stupid culture.
1: Yeah, you can just dig into the clay people.
0: I mean, no, that sounded racist, <laughs> Yeah, I,
1: know, I didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't like it at all.
0: Mike, we yeah. have, I'm going to be honest, not that good of a show tonight. Yeah, there's uh, not a
1: lot to talk about. Uh, happy holidays,
0: everybody, I guess. Hey, congratulations. Holidays and whatnot. Um, last week, we did a Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker review. Mm-hmm. Last week, we uh, did the Watchmen finale. Sure. This week?
1: I mean, there's one show that's important to us, uh, but it's pretty light. And then there's a show that we are spitting on the grave of before it's fully buried.
0: There's one show that's important to us, and that's The Good Wife. Everyone's sleeping on The Good Wife. It's a good-ass show.
1: Yeah, that, I, that, that is legit one of our next Patreon shows. We're going to go through Good Wife. I've seen a smattering of episodes, and every time I'm like, God damn, this is my favorite show I never watch. And I can't wait to just sit in and get to know Alicia, really.
0: Of me or you, who is more likely to have read in their childhood every issue of the Good Wife comic book that the TV show is based on? <laughs> me. And what company does this come from? Is this IDW. a Marvel? IDW. okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that, that makes sense. IDW, the king of licensed comics, by the way. Yeah. But not this one. They no, licensed from them. This
1: was them. yes. This is where they get the money to license all the other comics.
0: But IDW has all the licenses, so there could be, in our future, a Transformers, G.I. Joe, Good Wife crossover where all three of them have a battle. Oh,
1: shit. Now, here's a question. IDW comes out with a comic, and a property now makes a TV show based on that comic book run. Do we have to fucking cover it?
0: I think so, yeah. People
1: like when we do meetings on air, right?
0: Did you have you recently uh, been on Netflix and watched a preview for The Witcher and like yes. started hyperventilating, even though it's based on a video game? Just being like, oh, no, 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 no.
1: Every time there's a new show that's slightly not real, nerdy. Yeah, then I'm like, why do we got to do that? But we don't. Uh, I'm going to watch it. I've heard it you gets are. better.
0: You've heard it gets better, which yeah. is uh, high regard for uh, TV shows at this point um it's based on a video game which uh traditionally is worse than being based on a comic book
1: oh yeah well for movies for sure i think it's based on a video game based on books
0: i uh, i <laughs> i have heard that they were like oh game of thrones is over we're gonna take that crown that'll be our throne we'll be we'll be the new game of thrones i've also heard uh critics say this was before the witcher like before he could start talking about The Witcher, uh-huh. them saying, I cannot believe that Cats and The Witcher came out in the same week. My job is terrible. I wish I was dead.
1: Because they're so both batshit. Because Cats is supposed to be, like, a beautiful train wreck to watch.
0: Like, so bad it's good, though? Yeah. That's what you're saying?
1: Every, every like, people have just started live-tweeting because they're like, nobody cares I'm doing this because we all think this is the dumbest bullshit in the world. It's just 30 people turning a shit movie we've never seen into Rocky Horror. And I'm like, I don't hate the idea of this.
0: That is that is not bad. Uh, uh, I can't give you two tickets to The Witcher. You already have those, right? You have Netflix. But if I, I give you two free tickets to Cats, you don't I'm, have to pay. Probably. And also, uh, Popcorn and Cola Pop paid for.
1: Okay, I'm in.
0: Uh, are you going? I'll go. Just for the snackies?
1: I love snackies, and I love when they're free.
0: I uh I'm not. I'm too old. I'm too old to sit through fucking clear bullshit in order to like have a larf. Yeah. I'm not gonna see it.
1: You'd rather like watch nineteen seventeen or whatever other World War One or two movie come out. You've hit that age.
0: Look, you can be World War One or you could be World War Two. Those, Those are the two. We only have wars. all the options.
1: It's it's so weird because like none of them are saying like isn't it's actually there are no good or bad, like war has always been evil. Like I know there's a lot of Vietnam movies, but it feels like there's a lot more modern wars people could be making movies about, but they just keep fucking going back to one and two.
0: I mean, they were called... They had numbers. Like, Vietnam applied to be World War Three and could not get their paperwork in on time.
1: And they do not like when you call them career war point one.
0: And also, we don't care anymore. Like, we will still stand up and applaud or give our uh, plane seat to World War One and World War II veterans. If you were from Vietnam, we're like, what the fuck, dude? I saw Forrest Gump. You're an idiot.
1: Well, they've only, they've only, you just, they've only been like not spit upon for the last five years. So okay, they're just, they're just you don't have to give your seat up, but now you also don't spit on them. How about just, this? Just yes, normal person. That's
0: where I'm at. I'm in the middle ground. I will not give my seat up, but I'm not going to spit on you. You're a hero. Uh, I just, it's also such a rare thing for me to be like to look at someone, no matter what they are, or what they do. I'd be like, oh, they get a spit. I'm going to fucking spit you, you right up.
1: You get a spit.
0: Was that Oprah's lowest rated show?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just fucking Ace Ventura 2 ing on everybody.
0: Mike, it's a bit of an important show. The end of the fucking world is over. Yes. And the also, world. Runaways is back. It was Episode back last two? week, but we're going to talk about it more in depth.
1: Maybe. I don't think so.
0: Are you more into it this week than last week? I am. Okay, good. We're going to talk about that. But before that, The super serious shushy bullpen. Mike, it is the new year. Happy new year, buddy.
1: And a happy new year to you. I actually don't think it's quite that there yet, but we can say it early.
0: Are you at the age where uh, you have to do this greeting for most people that you run into? Like, you have to wish them a happy new year three or four months into the new year?
1: Yeah, it's fucking 2021, and I'm like, happy new year 2020.
0: I just wish there was a thing that I could hand them, like a... Uh, a spoonful of cream cheese and that will ca- account for all of my happy holiday wishing
1: or just like a little card like in joaquin phoenix and joker has that card like please don't make fun of me I have right. a disability. <laughs> like just have please don't make me talk to you here's a happy new year i don't
0: understand the rules of holiday wishing please don't do this um but let's get to the real stuff if somebody gives you a spoonful of cream cheese are you saving that for something to put on later or are you just eating that like it's fucking fresh uh, ass frozen yogurt
1: I'll panically look around for a bagel, but if there's not one in arm's length, I'll just I'll just swallow that thing whole, spoon and all.
0: And I would say a good... Just like
1: fresh ash, frozen yogurt.
0: A good 30% of your day is spent not around a bagel, right?
1: Yes. That's most of the day, I think.
0: Do you want to change that? Do you wish you had a different job where you had more bagels around you?
1: Yeah, I, I, I could use 125% of bagels around me.
0: We are doing hot stove. That's a baseball term. What that means is that, oh, God, players are moving from places... Uh, Christmas just happened, and so now we have a lot of Christmas characters out of work. They would claim that they work for the entire year. I don't think that's but true. No, know that's bullshit. Yeah, I bet that, like, there's an alarm that goes off on Thanksgiving, and they're like, oh, shit, presents, whatever, blah, blah. Mm-hmm.
1: And especially now, Santa doesn't make shit. He's outsourcing.
0: Typically what we do is that, like, when a show gets canceled, we'll take those characters and put them on other shows of ours. Tonight, we're putting Christmas characters on our shows. Mike, you're up first. Who do you want to see out of the Christmas characters on these shows?
1: On any of the on the Christmas shows? No, no. Or on our shows. Our shows, superhero shows. Oh, I love this. Then I mean, number one with a bullet. The thing the person everybody thinks of when they think of Christmas. The reason for the season? It's Krampus. I think Krampus would work so well. I would say as a villain on any of the shows, but I want to start out as a villain in Legends of Tomorrow until he just becomes a crew member.
0: Okay. This is both a great and terrible pick, because I can't imagine. I mean, it's perfect, but I can't imagine that hasn't the Legends already fought Krampus at this point?
1: No. They fought that, like, Hawaiian demon guy that has some similar traits to Krampus. Sure. But he never got to talk, and he was more werewolfy.
0: But Hawaiian Santa wanna give out lays. Krampus wants to get laid. Hello. Uh Hello.
1: And it's mostly, like, they've really softened Mick up, and they need, like, another gruff and tumble. Doesn't want to be part of the team kind of guy.
0: I'm sorry. Hold on. Is he a villain or is he on the fucking Legends team? He
1: starts out as a villain and then he becomes recruited like a la Nora Dark.
0: Would you watch a show called Legend of Tomorrow where it's Tom Cruise wearing no pants and Tim Curry is a devil flying on a spaceship fighting crime? You
1: goddamn know I would. I'm furious that doesn't exist now.
0: All right. I'm going to take Krampus, one up you, and go to Santpus, also known as Santa, And I think that he should be a villain on Runaways. Because when I was growing up, we all hated the adults in our lives, a.k.a. parents. But the ultimate adult was Santa. And so they walk into a room and they find out that all of their parents are villains. But then imagine walking into a second room that was even harder to get into with even more metal doors. And Santa is a villain running the entire thing.
1: He's like puppeteering the puppeteer parent villain. Who
0: puppets the puppeteering puppet puppets?
1: Why does nobody ever ask that? <laughs> That's good. And what what version of Santa is this? Your classic red suited Coca Cola Santa.
0: I am all, is this
1: I, a young, sexy Chris Kringle from the claymation.
0: I'm always thinking of, uh, I guess, Coca Cola Santa, who's like, all right, cool. This red suit fits me. I enjoy it. Please put white trim over every single aspect of my clothes.
1: I don't want to see a bit of my clothes without white trim.
0: But I do enjoy somebody, like, picking, like, branding, right? Like, it's like a basketball player. Like, hey, we have two colors. We have red and we have white. Let's go red and white.
1: Always, no matter what. Other people hint at it, no. We're going to let it cover us. All right, I mean, Santa's a good get. I'm going to have to go with uh, Santa.
0: (laughs) Who do you think Santa should be on?
1: But I think, what are are our current docket of shows? There's so many shows I can't even think anymore.
0: Did you... did you prep for this segment wrong?
1: I maybe <laughs> I did. <laughs> uh, I want I want to see uh, Odin style Santa, where he still has some of that Norse magic and like battle scar tissue in him.
0: He has a he has an eye patch on, but on the wrong eye. He put it over yeah. his good eye, but the other eye is just empty and falling and out so with he's like just retina blind and, and Gross! Swinging
1: Christmas axes left and right. I'm blind
0: right. and swinging Christmas dick.
1: <laughs> and he just uh, we think daybreak is done. <laughs> But now it's all the zombies and all the kids have to team up to fight Odin Christmas Santa.
0: That would be awful. On Daybreak, they're fighting Odin Christmas Santa. It's just been vampires and no gods. And now the god of Asgard, Mm -hmm. who comes down on a a Rudolph's rainbow nose all the way to Daybreak's post-apocalypse, is going to kill all the children.
1: Here's the catch, Ryan. It's still played by Anthony Hopkins.
0: If you want to alternate between what I thought the segment was and what you thought the segment <laughs> was, we can do that. No?
1: I I, I don't understand what either think it is, so sure,
0: let's do it. All right, uh, my next one, Riverdale High. It is only filled with the hottest, sexiest boys and girls you have ever seen. But who's the most sexy who can get the least hot? Ladies, put your phones away and start looking at Frosty the motherfucking snowman <laughs> here to take over the school, and he is—I'm thinking like super Dylan McKay, like the badass with a heart mm-hmm. of coal. No, wait, eyes of coal, heart
1: eyes of coal, heart of gold, heart of human heart. Uh, <laughs> so he—so is this like three lumps of snow, or is he like a spelt trim Bobby Drake style Frosty snowman? Snow?
0: No, we're not talking about handsome Jack Frost. This is a big snowball, <laughs> and then on top of that is a smaller snowball. <laughs> But when he walks, everybody's trying to fuck. When he walks down the hall, girls are like, "Damn!" And uh, I'm glad I wore my sunglasses inside so I can pull them down and look at Frosty sashay away. Also, by the way, uh, Frosty is uh, working for the FBI and is a daughter of Alice Cooper, even though he was born a sure. boy. And then also uh, from Asgard. So that's how Riverdale rolls.
1: Uh, my next one is also for Riverdale, and there's a movie that people are saying they talking about too much every year on the internet. Is it a Christmas movie? Is it not a Christmas movie? But I'm here to tell you definitively, Santa Claus the Movie, starring John Lithgow and Dudley Moore, is a Christmas movie. And I'm taking Patches the Elf, played by Dudley Moore, and he is. He comes in, swinging with his magical candy canes, kills Hiram, and takes over as Mayor of Riverdale.
0: And then Dudley Moore... Is now the Moore king of Riverdale. Now,
1: yes. And he turns it into, into a warped Christmas uh, winter wonderland kingdom.
0: Now, you, you pitched Santa Claus the movie just like they did. They did not mention Santa Claus in the advertisements. They said <laughs> nope. uh, Santa Claus the movie Sorry, Dudley Moore, and elf, and John Lithgow. It crazed insane CEO <laughs> of company.com.
1: His best role.
0: Um, but Dudley Moore played the lead elf because he was 5'5". Five five. Uh-huh. And they decided that that was far too short uh, to be a leading man. You must be an elf of Santa Claus. uh. But he's going to come in and rule over Riverdale at that height. With
1: an, a candy-coated iron fist. And, like, Riverdale's all about the candy drugs, and his candy makes people fly, and they get addicted to flight.
0: Is this Dudley Moore now? And I think he's dead. Or is this Dudley Moore at his sexy peak and... Dudley Moore at his sexy peak. Can you Should imagine a world where Dudley Moore we fuck this new mayor? Can you imagine Dudley Moore at his sexy peak?
1: I I could not even There was decide. a world
0: where Teen Beat had Dudley Moore on the cover of their magazine.
1: Yeah, and so that's that's what's conflicted, is like uh Cheryl and Betty, they have Dudley Moore, Teen Beat on their walls, but they're like, But he's an evil mayor, but he's so dreamy.
0: I'm so sorry, Mike. This is a good pitch, but unfortunately, John Lithgow, CEO of Corporation Um, has busted into this school with a bulldozer and now he's taking over and now he's the most handsome guy in the Riverside (laughs) Hyatt.
1: That's what everybody's always said about John Lithgow. Uh, People are super into the biggest foreheads. I
0: talked about Frosty earlier and you thought like, oh, was this the handsome one or is this the the, the fat fucking three-ball one? Uh, And by the way, anybody with three balls is handsome as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Let's go to Jack Frost real quick. Jack Frost is the handsome guy been in a bunch of movies some with michael keaton some horror movies but i think in what was that movie where all the holiday avengers came together
1: oh the not guardians of the gahool but legends of the guardians
0: (laughs) in my mind it's always guardians of the gahool
1: yeah legends of the guardians of gahool
0: i want that jack frost to be in a future show of ours because there's a show that we have to watch soon called falcon in the winter soldier i'm sorry bucky you think you're the winter soldier how about motherfucking jack frost as the soldier of winter's all
1: He is furious that somebody else has been calling themselves Winter Soldier, so he busts in there.
0: Also the Falcon in that show, not a Falcon, it's an owl. It's from the Guardians of Ghoul.
1: (laughs) Yes. That's the way it goddamned should be. So Crisis is wrapping up. Everybody's fighting the anti monitor. I'm so sorry,
0: Mike. You said wrapping up. Do you mean like ending or like are we putting Christmas wrapping on it? It's wrapping up like that.
1: We're wrapping it up like a present. We're gonna get the actual Justice League. They think they're done, but oh no, they now have to fight the ghosts of Christmas yet to come. And they all just get to see what pieces of shit they were, and now everybody's happy they're dead. It's the it's the death ghost. Oh, okay.
0: You already mentioned the character. I thought, and then you were gonna say Linda, my mom comes in and just lets (laughs) them know how they all fucked up their lives. The ghost. No, it's
1: the. The, the, ghost, the ghost of Christmas yet to come, where it's like, hey, this ghost is a jolly giant. This ghost is a little fairy. This is death himself come to take you away. Christmas.
0: All of those ghosts, including Jacob Marley. Let's not leave out Jacob Marley. He was equally horrifying.
1: Lest we not forget.
0: All of those ghosts were horrifying. But the ghost of uh, Christmas future is as disgusting as all ghosts are. And then also lets you know, hey, bud, by the way, uh, your horrible life led to the end of the world, you idiot.
1: Yeah people will piss on your grave because it ended the world.
0: All right, and that leads me to my final one, and that is Rudolph. And before we do it, Mike, where do you think Rudolph would be best placed?
1: What show? And this is little Rankin Bass Claymation Rudolph?
0: This is, no. This is a fucking wild animal who (laughs) stinks and is covered in fleas and has a, a giant nose that, would probably get him hunted and killed down immediately the second he was born.
1: Probably Titans. Titans.
0: Is he going to lead the Titans? Is he just yeah. going to say, you know what, Dick?
1: <laughs> he gores Dick right away <laughs> and then takes over.
0: Hey, any any animal that can gore Dick, I am in for. Um, I'm going to say Winona Earp.
1: Winona Earp's coming back for this. I, th- I, love I it. think that
0: they would fight him in episode like three of the next season. And by episode five, he's on the team. And they're he's g- on the team. They're going to do it. An- Jeremy
1: have a poly-relation. Yeah, whatever.
0: Uh, and then the, the camera's going to go around in Avenger style, and it's going to have Winona and Doc, and do you even remember all the characters on that show?
1: Waverly. Waverly. plays. Place. Place. <laughs> Nicole Hot
0: Rudolph. Yeah, they're all there, and they're crushing Christmas. They're crushing non-Christmas. They're going to do it.
1: That's... Is that the Hot Stove League? No, it's
0: not. I haven't entered it yet. Um, do you uh, Do you have a go-to Christmas carol? Like the one that you always think of when you think about Christmas's past, present, future?
1: Like my favorite Christmas carol? Mm-hmm. Or the favorite adaptation of that story, a Christmas carol?
0: Yes, obviously the second one. And also the first one. Okay. That was the same question, twice.
1: Well, the first one is Carol of the Bells, the one that sounds super creepy with a thousand children singing it. Uh, that's my favorite Christmas carol. Uh, my favorite adaptation, <laughs> and FX's uh, <laughs> Bob Cratchit attorney at law that's super like dope isn't out yet, so it can't be that. It's Muppets. It's the Muppets Christmas
0: Carol. The Muppets one, man. I'm a huge Muppets guy. I've never seen that movie. For me, it's always uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol mm-hmm. with Scrooge as Ebenezer, which makes sense. They have the same last name. Same name. Uh, and it's, it's, it's pitch perfect, except for the fact that uh, Jacob Marley, played by Goofy, and full Goofy voice.
1: It's like they don't know who Goofy was at that point in time. Like, they, they had scarier cartoons they could have lent on for sure.
0: Do you think, but, are you so dedicated to this story that you're going to watch the FX's, uh, what's it, Ed Exley, right? Ed Exley from LA Confidential is the star. He's Ebenezer. Really? Are you going to watch this?
1: No, who needs it? <laughs> Why is this happening?
0: That's their tagline for this. <laughs> who needs it?
1: Who needs it? I uh, know. I'll just watch. Every time I know it's on, I'll put on Muppets Christmas Carol again. Should I watch also it? The, yes. We should do that together next week. Uh, the episode of Popular. Did you ever watch the show Popular? No. Will Gluck. Uh, there was a Christmas Carol episode of Popular. That was great. Everybody should watch that show.
0: Cool. That's 30 years ago. I think that's all the Christmas we're going to do for this week, especially because it was like six days ago. When we come back, the end of the fucking world just the tv show not 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 like the actual one thank god breathe easy On the second season finale of The End of the Fucking World, the show does away with Bonnie and the cops so we can log in some Alyssa and James time. Alyssa runs away to deal with some shit, and James worried worries that that shit is suicide. In true end-of-the-world fashion, they find each other in the house that Alyssa was almost raped in and they, they almost murdered someone, and then they take those tiny steps into the rest of their life. Taste Mike's, I ask you this. Is this A&J time what we needed in the finale or what this entire season was missing?
1: Definitely needed in the finale. I, w- I want to flash back to last week when you and I were like, they're going to team up with Bali and kill every Billy Bobby cop in Britain. <laughs> and that, of course they would, because the whole subverting, flashing forward, we don't even get to see Bonnie. It's always been their story. I wanted them together this whole season, but this episode would not have been so sweet in their own special way, if they had been together all season.
0: So it's the reason why you should not have dessert for breakfast, lunch, and dinner?
1: Yes. Because the minute they're together and it's fine, the show can end. And at this point, the show can probably end. I mean, I'll miss these two wacky kids, but they've now dripped out the paste that is his dad. And they've said in roundabout ways that they love each other. And that they both need time and psychological help. Let's move on. Like I don't know where else the story could go.
0: Okay, so let's focus on that scene. Uh, James has had his dad in ashes in an urn for this entire season, um, not really wanting to dump it out because that means he has officially lost his dad, and also trying to find that perfect place to dump him out. They uh, finally, after they meet each other in the rape house, um, pick a place to dump him out, and he got wet. (laughs) And I think this is pretty good because you, what you want is to be in this garden of Eden, this perfect place that this person belongs in. And the ashes blow in such a way where none of it gets in your mouth. Although if you're going to dump out an urn, some of it is going Someone's to get into get your it. mouth. Uh, but the ash is supposed to be taken away by wind. Like we're in a fucking studio Ghibli movie and everything is awesome. But instead it got wet and it just poops Flopped. out of the, yeah. <laughs> they're
1: under they're They're where his parents met. Cause it used to be a great park, but now it's just under a freeway.
0: And James can't get it started. He has to reach his hand in and like get, move the mud out. And I do think that this was, and it didn't hit me until this last episode, but it was uh, a good, I don't know, sort of summation of the entire show, which is uh, you think that you could be so cool and run so fast that the past is not a big deal. But no, at a certain point, you're not going to live until you reach your hand in there and fucking glob out the poop-like <laughs> shit that is your past.
1: And I, uh, in that moment, uh, Alyssa happily goes, oh, it's like a paste. Like, she's so intrigued. <laughs> 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 <Yeah. laughs> oh. I, I thought post uh, Big Lebowski and then everybody doing, just I didn't know you could just steal that same joke and scene, but so many places have done where the ash blows back that urns and ashes couldn't be funny anymore, and they fucking got me. That got me so hard.
0: Yeah. I guess uh, stuff gets moist. You know, I don't know what to to tell you.
1: Well, maybe don't carry it around everywhere you're going.
0: But uh, it did make me realize something that, like, the rest of the season didn't, which is uh, so many stories are about do you ignore the past and run to the future or do you have to deal with the past in order to run to the future or can you never run to the future because of the past or whatever. And I think they hit it all here. And
1: I think, yeah, if you look back with this framing device, uh, all season was them taking stuff that used to be ash and piling it out, digging it out of the urn so they could be good again and go to their future now together. After, again, like she pointed out, some psychological help.
0: Right. Yes. They need psychological help. And I'm so excited for some reason that Alyssa, this fictional character, has realized that. But I think that uh, I... Maybe not you, but I have been too flippant. Uh, I've used the term broken brains when talking about this couple. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean that. Like Their brains are as broken as literally every single human being on the planet. Um, But I love how the last episode said that your brains are as broken as you were born with only. And everything else is shit that you have to deal with. Mm -hmm. So there's a big part of their personality that is like, hey, we were just wired this way. I don't know what to do about it. But I'm not going to let fucking dead dads and rapists control who i will be for the rest of the seasons right that they would be in
1: but yeah so if they're saying that that's not true i think that needing help is because Alyssa straight up in one of her voiceovers today says it's easy to feel like you're not in control of your life that's because you're not right <laughs> like there is no control so try to get any sort of help you can
0: but i do appreciate the show that is too many of the shows that we watch for this podcast or otherwise are, look how contr- in control mm-hmm. these characters are in of their life. That's because they're being scripted. This one tried to do the opposite, but there is a happy medium of you have some control, you you have some not control. What, uh, how are we going to be happy?
1: I also like is because like more in the first season than this season, but it started with James thinking he's this monster and he wants to try to kill people, but he has, we've seen he has a good heart. But I think he finally realized it when he is talking to the social worker, the caseworker about Bonnie, and he's like, w- "the the the, the caseworker is like, what can you? I mean, what can we do?" And James is like, "Is this odd?" And James is just like, "I don't know." A bit more, mm-hmm. like despite thinking he's a psychopath and not fitting in, like he's the person to start sticking up for the people who need help,
0: right? And that I mean, that's sort of I think if we could do a thing where like, hey everyone, watch this show because it might make you learn something. It's for all of us to learn that uh, we have to stick up for the people who need help and not like put them away in asylums where they go more insane. But yes, uh, we have to help the people that need help. And James and Alyssa and eventually uh, Bonnie all did that for each other.
1: Do you think not just the shows we watch end in like literal explosions, but so many shows end big or are big in general? Like, is this show just kind of too quiet and even though it's about two teenage psychopaths, thoughtful to get that much buzz around it?
0: Yeah, yeah, maybe for the buzz, it might be too quiet. But for the people who, the undiagnosed people, and whatever your diagnosis is, and you and I will be the first to admit that we need some sort of diagnosis, even though we haven't gotten it yet. Uh, For the people who need that diagnosis, I think it's perfect in saying that You are going to have a terrible life. You're going to have an awesome life. You're going to have a life that's different from normal. You're going to have a normal life all at the same time.
1: Yeah, because throughout all the crazy shenanigans, they're just going through, I don't know how to talk to my hope to be romantic partner. Like, Mm -hmm. that's the core of the story. So no matter what scenario you're in, like, we all go through the same shit.
0: Exactly, yeah. Um. And I think that was summed up not just by the fact that they had James and Alyssa sort of, like, own the last episode, but also, and this may be too on the nose, but uh, Alyssa in the last scene thinks, oh, man, it's so hard to tell people things that you feel when you're looking right at them. (laughs) And so instead of turning around and not facing him, she goes and sits by his side at the park bench. I'm gonna be by your side through all of this stuff. And I sort of think that Love is so much like uh, uh, chalked up to like romantic kisses while fireworks go off. But no, it's just like, will you sit next to me on this park bench while I go through all of the fucking shit I'm going to have to go through in my right. life?
1: You know what, Ryan? I will. I will sit on that park bench.
0: I actually, like. I don't know if uh, a lot of people with broken brains say this, but uh, I wish that you would sit next to me less. I wish that I had less help through my journey. No,
1: no matter what, no matter what park bench, even if you try to move it, I'll chain that park bench to you and we'll just drag it with us.
0: So, do you feel robbed that we did this every week instead of...
1: <sighs> Not robbed, but it's definitely, other than the diner scene, it didn't feel like that episodic. It felt like it was telling one story. That was the one episode that it felt purely like, no, nope, we are t- doing one thing today. And But it's hard. The, uh, in this new media format, Ryan, storytelling is different and hard. And what do... What, uh, as Humble reviewers, what are we supposed to do? All
0: right, <laughs> I'm gonna move you off that. Uh, let's talk about uh notes. Notes were a very big thing in this. Mm-hmm. Um, notes are a trope that has been used mostly in romantic shit since the dawn of time. Mm-hmm. Notes were used heavily in this, but I really do like how they played notes. Whereas, uh, instead <laughs> of <notes>. say- nice, <laughs> you know, like an <laughs> instrument, instead of saying, um, this would be romantic and epic. They were like, this is me not dealing with shit right now.
1: Right. Well, yeah, the, yeah the, the, the start of this episode is her leaving a note saying, I have to take care of some stuff, take care of James. And I don't know if his mom left a suicide note, but because of that, and there's that other note connotation, he freaks out and assumes the thing she needs to take care of, as you said in the intro, is her suicide. Uh, notes, when they're vague, they're really fucking vague. And you just like... Texts are the modern notes, I like to say. And if you don't give people full context, they're going to take it the wrong way. That's how we're wired.
0: It sort of made me think that this is, in a lot of ways, the reverse romantic comedy, where when we're done with the fucking bullshit, when we're done with the games that are cute and have hearts around our head and that people like watching, that's when the real relationship starts. Because the notes are seem sort of like gamey. Not like how you smell if you haven't showered in three days. Not that sort of gamey. But like, oh, you're playing a game. Let's not do that. What if like, we could move past that part of our right. relationship where we're not fucking playing a game anymore?
1: And that was them doing the ashes together and them sitting on the bench facing the same way. That was them getting over the last two seasons of how they handled each other.
0: And the inside-the-head narration didn't stop, but I felt like it was going to go away. Like, If there was a season three, which I do not want, but if there was a season three, there would almost be no inside-the-head narration we're just ready to say all the shit out loud.
1: Right, and that, uh, James straight up asking her for help towards the end. And like, all of that, They've that's you're exactly right. The need for it went away because the characters are finally actualized enough to talk to each other.
0: I mean, Alyssa said, oh, I can't look at him while I talk to him, and then moved instead of just sitting there saying, oh, if I just think about right. it, then that's all I need to do as a person. Do you think that this season was too bogged down by uh, crime and plot. Do you think that was like the first season left too much on this season's head?
1: Mm, Because there was so little crime and plot in the first one?
0: Yeah, I mean, it was just like, I I love when you commit a crime when there's repercussions, right? Like when we get to live outside of a Tarantino movie. And that was what was cool about the first one. But the second one was like, oh fuck, we shouldn't have had a second season. Guys, (laughs) there's so much going on. What should we do?
1: The only thing I missed that would have made things more impactful, that that scene that this one flesh but this season flashed back to a couple times is the kids dancing to the records. Is you could have used more sweet fun right. to make the heavy feel heavier. And cause there's definitely times where I'm like, what like not is it-, it some things feel so clockworky like this has to happen, but what was depressing is none of them have anything else. So of course they're not gonna leave each other even though there's no happy moments. They have nowhere to go.
0: Is this, uh, we need more X-Men playing baseball?
1: Always. Always X-Men play baseball.
0: Uh, Okay. So now that we are done with this season, and we probably watched it wrong, Mm -hmm. and we talked about last week how we're okay if Watchmen ends, are we okay with end of the fucking world ending here?
1: Yes, I want it to end. Most things in my life that I'm a fan of, I want to end, because it will only, (laughs) if it doesn't end, it'll turn into Arrested Development.
0: But, I mean, do you still think that the first season should have ended with the first season? Having watched uh, this entire one?
1: No. I I think in a few years, I'd go back and watch them both back-to-back and and thoroughly enjoy the story. Because the first season ends them apart, and we don't know if James is dead or not. So, I like knowing. I like the sweeter, happy ending.
0: They really did that thing, though, of... uh, Throwing all all these wrenches at this relationship, but making us really appreciate how Alyssa and James, as many problems as they have, as many mm-hmm. problems as we're like, my relationship doesn't have those problems, so mine <laughs> is better. Uh, they did come out looking pretty great.
1: Mm-hmm. They've learned some shit in a way that a lot of the real adults in their life never did.
0: All right, Mike, that's it. I'm I'm hoping that's it. Is there anything that you want to say to Alyssa or James? You are. James is best man at the wedding. What does your toast revolve around?
1: Let me tell you a story about a young boy who just wanted to kill a young girl, and then I get dragged off the stage very quickly.
0: All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I am Alyssa's br- maid of honor, uh-huh. and so I come, even though she wanted me in a suit, I come dressed in a full on like a uh, wedding dress. 'Cause I think that would be funny, and I cannot even say a single word before I trip, fall, and am chased off the stage.
1: I think that's how we both react at weddings.
0: You know what's weird too before we go is uh the mom fell asleep. Yeah. With shoes on.
1: And you it's weird that she didn't get stuff drawn all over her face.
0: Yeah, I just I think that you should definitely draw a penis on Alyssa's mom before you do anything else in this show. <laughs> shoes
1: on, bitch.
0: The end of the fucking world is over. We'll see if we ever talk about it, talk about it again. Uh, when we come back, the poll list. <laughs> now we're here in the poll list where we talk about every other show that came out this week, and we are going to start with V Wars. Do do do, do. Do, do, do do do. On the fourth episode of V Wars. Luther pleads with the DNS to bring Michael in alive, but other pursuers have less peaceful intentions. Meanwhile, Danica's urges grow stronger. Taste buds, I ask you this. We all know the ways ways to pursue vampires with less than peaceful intentions, but can you name two ways you can kill a werewolf?
1: Can I name two ways I can kill a werewolf? Silver Mm -hmm. bullet, Mm -hmm. kick him in the nards. Nope. There's only one way to kill werewolf. Silver bullet.
0: The, there's no, so you don't know the second way, then? You don't know so the, second the second way? way? What's the second way to kill do werewolf? You don't, he doesn't even know the second way. Uh, car crash, uh, accident with power tools, old age, uh, falling out of a window <laughs> onto a bomb.
1: Nope. He'd survive all of that. Oh, shit.
0: He might be part of the squad. I'm part of the squad, aren't I? B-Wars is on Netflix all the time. Your next show is Runaways.
1: This week on Runaways, with Chase, Caroline, and Janet stuck in the matrix, I mean the algorithm, it's up to the others to rescue them. Tasty Ryan asks you this, how is Zavin mixing in with the core group?
0: I like Zavin because we all want the Runaways to be together and have their uh, charming back and forth. We want banter. Mm -hmm. We we wish Bruce Banter was the main character of the show, but still Zavin comes in and sort of like doesn't understand banter. And I, I do like that. She's like, well, I don't know why you're talking like that, because that's stupid. Or uh, I don't know why you would put us all in danger just so you can go to sleep with someone. That's stupid.
1: Right. I th- I think it was the first episode where she Molly gives her shit for never smiling, which we've learned you shouldn't do. And she does her very creepy that... smile. Uh, don't do that. But it's this one. She's doing that. I'm trying to learn. And she's like, Molly, why is your voice like that? And she's like, it's it's just anger. And she's like, but there's, there's a whiny quality to it. So it's like, if you mm-hmm. teach an emotionless robot being to be, to be more aware of emotion. You're going to have to deal with that getting thrown in your face sometimes.
0: I also love how we will have emotions and then, when given the opportunity, say, oh, no, no, those were different emotions than what you heard from right. me. I was not doing lame emotions <laughs> that people would think are nerdy. It, they were super cool this emotions.
1: cool and angry. Uh,
0: but yeah, no, I love somebody who... Uh, she is the perfect foil. She would be. It, it would be so much better if they were doing what I want them to do, which is being bitchy teenagers, mm-hmm. uh, and then have Zavin be like, uh, "Have you guys?" It's uh, Zavin's like, "I have seen every teenage soap, and I know how stupid all of you right. are."
1: A, a very sweet moment. It, it's always hard when, when there's dream sequences and and algorithms like what matters, what doesn't matter. But I think what this show is doing well is that the characters are actually learning from there algorithmic things uh chase is is growing up and dealing with things and it's the whole what does he love actually about gert he knows it's fake because gert keeps saying please save me and he's like real gert Mm -hmm. would never need saving me and you know what i don't want to be a hero i want to get the fuck out of this
0: and also she's just being nice like i'm an appreciator of relationships that are like sort of never nice i married someone who is just never nice to me, and that's awesome. If my wife ever said, hey, I made crepes, do you want a crepe? I would freak the fuck out, Mike. I would not know how to yeah, handle it. Yeah, because
1: you're used to screaming at her demand of breakfast pastries, not her she'd offering be like, them up.
0: She'd be like, I'm tired of your crepe. I'm sorry, crap. I'm tired <laughs> of your crap, idiot. Get out. And that's uh, and then she would chase me with a rolling pin.
1: That's a thing that uh, Janet and Chase realize they have in common, is they don't want to be with nice people. And Janet obviously went too far to the extreme of, uh, abusive, but you, you just need a dash of mean.
0: But it's not bad to just want to have that dash of abusive in there. Sure. You don't want you you don't want a dash of nice and mostly abusive. No. You want a dash of abusive and mostly That's nice. That's the sexy way. Uh-huh. How do
1: you feel that in the second episode we don't even see a whiff of Morgan Le Fay? Uh, do you like the slow roll?
0: I do because I want them together. We talked about this last week where uh runaways is at its best when everyone can be in the breakfast nook hanging out uh and i would like for them to sort of get back together and resolve all the shit that i don't care about because i know it's going to be resolved before all of them go against morgan lefay and if that's some of the parents are in it in on it and some of the parents are not i don't care but as long as we have the six kids and a dinosaur together Let's right. fight Elizabeth, not Berkeley. And that's they—they they
1: ended this episode. They're all back together, even though some of them don't like the chases there. But they realize that there is an unaccounted-for alien, and it might be one of them. But only we know. It's terrifyingly the unborn baby in Leslie's tummy.
0: It's not Gert. It's I thought it was Gert.
1: No, that was Zavin tricking the other aliens so they could fuck with them. Oh, to that's right. Okay. From the algorithm.
0: But no, it's it's not just an unborn alien, baby. It's one that knows uh, when the, uh, is it called sonogram? The,
1: the ultrasound, I think.
0: When the ultrasound is going on and then looks right at the fucking camera with the brightest eyes possible. Just to freak, Open, out. Alien! <laughs> just
1: to freak out the nurse and doctor. What the hell is that? It's hilarious. That's what that is. Baby
0: pranks. Uh But yeah, w- once they all get together, then now we can, let, let, let's do some shit.
1: Do you have a moment of the week?
0: My mode of the week is it's always going to be Nico. And at the end, Zavin is like, hey, I don't think those two people should sleep together. And everybody's like, Zavin, you fucking thirsty bitch. You're in love with Nico so much. Or is it Carolina? Carolina so much that you don't want them to sleep together. But Nico, because Nico is the way that she is, is like, oh, gosh. I don't know. Maybe I am. And is she nervous to sleep with Carolina, or does she think that she might be an alien? Nico's so complicated. I'm in love with well, her. Well, because
1: the magic, the evil magic is taking over, and she blacks out. She realizes she's the one who almost killed her parents. I, so she think, she does think something's wrong with her. But maybe she's also afraid of sleeping with Carolina.
0: Her brain blacks out, and also uh, her fear of crow's feet uh-huh. blacks out because she gets bad, every single, bad every aging. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: My moment of the week is... Wait, Janet knows full on that they're, she's in the Matrix, and she's just trying to figure out how to get out, but Victor keeps making crepes, and just, Victor, I don't want any goddamn crepes. And that's Oh, crepes happened in this episode? It happened in both episodes. <laughs> but, oh, okay, But this was the one where the, I don't want any more goddamn crepes just spit with so much venom.
0: There's a big uh, waffle, pancake, French toast battle going uh-huh. on. Are crepes fourth Crap- in that? Crepes
1: are the sleeper cell, man.
0: Are they going to sneak in yeah. and like take over? The rest
1: kill each other in the war and they win all.
0: I don't love pancakes, but crepes. Are we nervous about crepes taking over? I
1: fucking love crepes. Waffles rule, obviously. Are we in agreement right. at least on that?
0: Waffles rule, but crepes are stupid. Crepes are like omelets, it, it, it's all about what's inside of them. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just like stupid, flat, idiot but shit. But it's
1: the combination that makes it great.
0: Stupid, <sighs> I suppose. Flat, idiot shit. Runaways is on all of the time. We're going to do it week by week. d Daybreak is up next. In the
1: series finale of Daybreak, can Principal oh. Burr be defeated? Are Josh and Sam truly meant to be? And what exactly is Crumble anyway? It's epic conclusion time, taste buds. And Ryan, I ask you this. What will you remember about Daybreak just a year, just six months from now?
0: Just six months from now, I will honestly, and I don't want to like piss on a grave, I don't want to shit on the head of a zombie, but I I hope to remember that uh, sometimes your uh, smarmy pop culture knowledgeable snark is not enough to like make a show go to a second season. Mm-hmm. Is that too rude? No,
1: I think I think that's less rude than what I'm gonna say is I will fight you to the death that we never watched a show called Daybreak. Six months from now, this will be so fucking gone from my memory that I will think you're trying to troll me.
0: This is like after uh, four shots of Southern Comfort, you and I will get into an old-fashioned Southern uh, slap fight about the show Daybreak. Yes. Not whether it was good no, or bad, just but did it ever exist? exist. <laughs> and we both refuse to look up on IMDb. Uh, See you later, Daybreak.
1: My... That's the show.
0: That's the show. Oh, my God, Mike. Uh, can you... Uh, Mike, you're off stage. Now is the Micro Machine Man. Uh, can you tell us about uh, other websites that we have? All
1: the other websites you should go to are yourpopfilter.com to get all the things they make. Yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon for all your Amazon needs. Patreon.com slash yourpopfilter. Help them out directly.
0: Micro Machine. All right. That was that was the Micro Machine Man. It has uh, Randy the Macho Man <laughs> Savage. <laughs> Randy the Micro Machine Savage? Is that what you just did? <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. So uh, here to talk to us about uh, other podcasts you can listen to is Hulk, the Incredible Sulk Hogan.
1: Hey brother,
0: how are you?
1: No, you're not going to respond. Okay, I'm good. Nobody
0: ever does. It's just the point of the Micro Machine Man, Hulk and not the uh. Hulk alone. It's just that you would go through this fast, and you are sad as shit. Is it because Daybreak was canceled, bro?
1: (laughs) Daybreak was Hulk the Sulk's favorite show.
0: Okay. Uh, (laughs) More sulking, less hulking.
1: More sulking. Like this. What am I talking about? At your pop filter it's,
0: on Twitter and Instagram. You already did that, bud. Oh, uh dude, No, you I haven't done that yet. Instagram. It's a, a podcast, other podcasts to listen it's too to. Too
1: late. I just did social media, but I guess you could also <laughs> listen to the OCD and movie of the year.
0: All right, get out of here. Uh, um, I'm doing the
1: Hollywood Hulk points. Just let everybody know.
0: So here to talk to us about social media is Hilk the Just drank a Glass of Milk Hogan talking about social media.
1: Hi, brother. Like my other brother said, you should go to at your pop filter on Twitter and Instagram. For all... Oh, did you of, swallow? I mean, I swallowed more milk. I had a second glass. <laughs> you all know how Twitter and Instagram work. Check it out there. It's delightful. You know what? Fuck it. Contact at it com. Let everybody know which favorite character at the end of the show you liked. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. We all know who it'll be.
0: And now are you good? Do you have a... Mm -hmm. Uh, Are you just Hans Gruber now? (laughs) 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 All right, thank you so much for all of those guests. That was fucking great. Uh, Next week, we have no choice but to talk about Runaways. Mike, hey, Mike, are you ready? Yes, I'm here. Uh, We're going to talk about episode three of Runaways. That's it? The, and yeah i think that's the V wars
1: <laughs> fucking v wars How, oh all right
0: and let's let's do a new special segment let's do a uh because we do tv based on comic books let's do a video game based on a comic book what do you want to do video game based on a comic book uh-huh i don't know like just, marvel, versus yeah, marvel versus capcom 3
1: marvel versus <laughs> capcom 3 i've learned that there's like an avengers video game universe let's fuck captain with america that. and the avengers yeah i want to fuck with that uh
0: the, the bullpen next week is going to be uh, me and Mike playing each other versus Marvel versus Capcom three, and you will not hear any of the sound. You'll just hear our grunts while we play. <laughs> <laughs> and we're both drinking a bunch of milk. For Mike, I'm Ryan. For Ryan, I'm Taylor. For Mike, I'm Taylor. For Taylor, I'm Greg. For Mike, I'm Greg. I'm Greg. I'm Ryan. I'm Ryan. I'm Mike. I'm Mike. I'm Greg. Yeah! Keep watching them JPEGs, idiots. we